Cuphead and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Homemade Grognard here. Oh, Wednesday. Wow. Week goes fast. I hope you're all doing well. Got a game. Uh, no, I actually don't have a game coming up until next Monday, which is probably a good thing. So that'll give me time to read and review and plan and plot. <laughs> we got about one more session of Tomb of Annihilation, and then I'm up. So I got to get my game ready. Well, right now we have a voicemail from Rick of Cockatrice Snuggets. Go ahead, Rick. Hey, man, this is Rich from Cockatrice Snuggets. Uh, I think simpler is better. I mean, how your players feel. That's that's where you really got to judge, right? I come up with all these complex, interweaved ideas in between sessions, mind you. I don't start out in the beginning of a campaign with my web already woven. I, I pick it up session by session. Oh, they think that's happening. Oh, do you know what would be cool is if that guy they met six sessions ago is really the bad guy here. And all that stuff comes naturally later, right? Um, if they don't p- kill a bad guy in season one, then yeah, he's coming back. When he comes back, it, it might be a bigger thing, or it might be he was never a bad guy at all. Uh, maybe you were chasing a you know um, a wild goose chase this whole time. Uh, anyway, if you want to make it more complex, do it. But if you don't, keep it simple, man. That's the way it works. Talk to you later. Thank you, Rick. I was lamenting last episode, if you remember, about maybe my stories are too simple, and he's right. If I want to keep it simple, I can keep it simple, and it's not really going to. It all depends on the players. I mean, he he also hits on another thing. If it becomes too much of the same old, same old, you got to change it up. That's what I think I was trying to get to, because... I when I said simple, it's like well, I can't keep doing the same thing all the time. You got to have variety, but it doesn't have to be some kind of complex plot you weave, like he was saying. You can keep it simple, but you can vary the type of story they do or you do rather. So thank you, Rick. I appreciate that. I was thinking about loose cannons today, and I'm not talking about the loose cannons of the player variety. I'm talking the loose cannons of the NPC variety. Because I've had one or two in a game before, and they're a lot of fun. I like having at least one character who is morally, what you might say, ambiguous, but not really. You know, like Han Solo was kind of morally ambiguous, but he had his heart in the right place. That current, uh, was it Last Jedi, that one character that Benicio Del Toro played. Now, he was more of a, okay, I'm not Han, I'm not Han Solo. I'm just a, a mercenary SOB. So, you know, it's almost like, I just felt that Lucas was like taunting the viewers at that point, but I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, there's loose cannons. Loose cannons are fun because you never know why they're going to show up or when they're going to show up or for what reason they're going to show up. I have a character in my Swords and Wizardry world that I just love that way. I call him Jolly Jimmy Jakes. He's an elf, he's an assassin, and he's a drow. Oh, wait, you can't have drow assassins in Swords and Wizardry. Well, guess what? He is. So I I made him this character who's solely motivated by who pays him. 
but he wants to do, you know he wants to be a better person but at the same time he wants to get the he wants to get the job done he always you know he takes the money basically and he turned out to be like the the main bad guy in this murder mystery plot i did they didn't even know he was a drow because he's also really good at disguise he disguised himself as an elven chimney sweep in town and they didn't notice he was a drow because he was always covered in soot so was his hair. And they didn't catch on until much, much later. And one of my friends who was playing a, a, a rogue latched onto him as like a buddy. And then when he found out later, he was he was the the guy who did the murder. And he he had to go get him, but his heart wasn't really into it in the final battle because he had some thugs and they were fighting. And it's like they kept they kept dueling. It goes, why, Jimmy? Why? And, well, you know, that's the way those characters go sometimes. And he gets arrested. He gets huddled over the constable. And they go on their merry way. They go on with the rest of the, the cattle drive. And he pops up again because, you know, he can't keep a character like that down. He pops up again at the climax where the characters have to stop this ritual that this aged vampire is doing to try and bring Orcus back into the world. And the rogue, it's like, I could get him. I could really backstab him, but he's way up there with the acolytes. And the acolytes are actually, they're acolytes around the, around the rim of the circle with these white robes on, all chanting over a pit of lava. And the, the thing, the whole deus is over that. And he's going, God, if I could just get up there, I backstab. All of a sudden, on the turn, on this character's turn, this NPC's turn, he grabs this 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 robed figure, one of the acolytes, grabs him and rushes him right up behind the vampire before he knows what he's doing. And just before he does that, he shoves his face under the cowl into him. He says, All right, go get him, mate. And it's Jimmy. And he he runs off. He, he he was using a haste spell, and you know he did the backstab. They, you know everything happens. So it all depends on what side he's on, where his where his allegiances lie. He found him later and said, "Why did you do that?" He says, "Well, basically, I was I'm a drow, but I don't follow Loth, but I do business with Loth with the Lothites." And the priests of Lot didn't like the idea that this old vampire was trying to bring Orcus back and cutting in on their territory on her territory, so they hired me to off the old the old guy because the backstab was basically a stake through the back, <laughs> and, and so he figured, well, we're already there. I've already got the money. Why don't you let them do? Basically, you guys do my work. You know, you're right there. Go ahead. And he took off. He didn't even he didn't even give him a cut of the money. That was the thing about it. But I love those kind of loose cannons where they will turn up on one side or the other to either help, hinder, or just offer advice. I love the ones that just turn up and basically give give the player characters, give the characters a clue to the current problem they're dealing with. And he'll just go away. Kind of like, you know, these characters who, I mean, it's it's okay if you have like exposition characters. That's how you get plots developed and, and moved along. But having a character who will just show up 
drop a clue and leave are kind of intriguing. It really is. And they have these, I remember another one. I clearly remember another one of my Castles and Crusades game that was a Dragori. They have a race called the Dragori in there, which are basically like Dragonborn. Dragori, and he was a monk. Because I had a, we had a character in there that my friend was playing who was a monk. And the Dragori monk was like one level higher than him. And he showed up to help the bad guys, but he wasn't really... It's like he's helping the bad guys, but after a point, it's like, okay, they're losing, I'm leaving. But he runs into this guy, and they have a classic... During during the battle, they have this classic monk-style martial arts battle. And he just cleans the PC's clock, and then he leaves. And if that campaign would go on, I would have him show up every once in a while to either help him, hinder him, depending on what... It, it, wasn't, it wasn't even money for him. It was more like loyalty, where his loyalties lie at the time. Because he could, he those kind of characters tend to like, oh, I owe this guy a favor, oh, I owe this guy fealty or whatever. But he would show up, and there were some times where he would actually instruct the. I was going to have it so he instructs the monk character, make him a little better, seeing him as a kind of a a padawan, a gra- oh, grasshopper. Do it. Th- okay, try this way. Okay, gotta go. Bye. That kind of thing. And he'd show up every once in a while and counsel him if he wasn't on the opposite side. And if it wasn't the opposite side, if it was them, if it was him, he'd probably do the bare minimum and then just, okay, I did my job. You guys got your butt kicked. I nothing I can do about it. So that, that type of thing. I love those kind of characters. They just pop up, boom, and then they stick around for a while, boom, they're gone. It's a, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, I'd like to hear about that from you guys. You can drop me a voicemail at Ranker. You can drop me an email at oldmangrognar.gmail.com. Tell me about your loose cannons and, and characters like that. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help out this program. And there you go. So I hope you folks have a great day. And until I see you again, keep the dice warm. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.